Let us pray. Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by your holy word. Thank you for your gift of scripture, we pray. Amen. A few years ago, we found ourselves at Nationwide Children's Hospital. My son Owen uh, was having surgery, and he was going to be in the hospital for about a week. And so as he was, you know, in the hospital, people wanted to come visit, and one of those people who wanted to visit was my brother, who happens to work for Children's Hospital. And he works in what's called the foundation. They're the people who raise money. They're the people who find folks who want to put their names on the sides of buildings. They're also the people who Nancy worked for at one point in time long, long ago. But um, uh, so that's their job. And my brother uh, wanted to come over and see my son Owen. And so he would, would uh, come into the hospital and would sign in under the foundation and come up and visit. And then several of his coworkers wanted to come visit as well. And so they came in, signed in under the foundation and came in to see Owen in his room. Well, being that my brother's nephew was in the hospital, they wanted to be nice. And so they sent over some uh, tokens for the parking garage so we could park for free. They sent over like a little box of goodies. They sent some balloons, you know, all kinds of nice things. Well, this went on for about a week, as I said, and we got to the end of the week, and we were coming back from getting uh, uh, dinner, and one of the nurses there at the nurse's station kind of waves us over and goes, we have a question for you. Who are you? <laughs> I'm I'm Richard Burke, thank you very much. What are you talking about? They go, well, the foundation has been here six times to see you. And they only come, come to, to visit people who are either uh, very famous or kind of wealthy, and we don't know who you are, so we're trying to figure out, are you somebody famous we should know, or do you have a lot of money? <laughs> to which I said, well, it's the money part because I'm a United Methodist pastor. <laughs> we go, we're, we're neither. His uncle works for them. And they, it's so funny, they all go, oh, we knew you weren't anybody important, you know. <laughs> now, they didn't say that, but uh, um, it was funny. Who are you? Who are you? That's not a question somebody asks you all the time. But that's a question that Jesus raised with his disciples as they were in the region of Caesarea Philippi. He began the conversation by asking all of the disciples, including Simon Peter, who we've been looking at here in the last couple of weeks. And he asked them this question. He says, 
Who do people say the Son of Man is? Who do people say I am? And the disciples, they, they give all sorts of, of answers. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, maybe one of the prophets. And then Jesus looked at his disciples and he said this. Who do you think I am? Well, the disciples were all kind of looking at each other. But our buddy Simon Peter, he speaks up. He says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus goes, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. You know, as I think of Jesus' question, it leads really to another one. As we think about who is Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, our Savior, Jesus, the one who came to forgive our sins and to give us the hope of everlasting life. When we think about who Jesus is, it then leads to another question. Who am I? Who are we? Who are we that the Son of God would care enough about us to die on a cross to forgive our sins. You know, when I think about how I view myself, I find that I have little trouble in finding all of the things that I do wrong, all the problems with me, right? It's like when you own a house, right? You know all the problems with the house. But when somebody else comes to your house, they don't see it, right? They see all the good things. And it's sort of like with us, right? We know all of the problems. And we, we tend to focus on those problems, on those negative things. And if we were to ask other people, many times those negative things, those things about us that we don't like, others would just not even notice. But you know what? God knows all about us. God knows every single thing about you. Think about that for a second. Every thought you've had, every action you've taken or didn't take, every single thing about you, God knows. And yet he still loves you more than you can ever possibly understand. You know, we, we often have little trouble believing God is gracious to other people. But sometimes we, we just have a hard time believing that God could possibly accept us. We sometimes have a hard time accepting the fact that Jesus 
came and died for us and that there is no fine print somewhere, that there, there is no catch to it. That God's grace shown through Jesus Christ is available to all and all we must do is accept it. My friends, God knows our hearts. And he expects that we will stumble and falter and, and make some mistakes. Yet he still loves us. Psalm 103.8 says this. It says, the Lord is merciful and loving, slow to become angry and full of constant love. The Apostle Paul reminds us in 2 Corinthians, he says, that God, or Jesus told him, after he had said, Jesus, I'm, 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 I'm a worthless person. This is what Jesus said. He said, my grace is all you need, for my power is greatest when you are weak. In other words, I am most happy Or, I'm sorry, Paul says, I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. What, what Paul's saying here is that God is most seen in our lives when, he, it, it, when we are weakest because that is when God's power is most manifest. My friends, know this. That the church is not a place for perfect people, but for those who are going on to perfection. None of us are perfect. None of us are without flaws. None of us are without sin. Not one of us. Yet Jesus loves each and every one of us more than we can ever imagine. So know this, that you are loved and accepted here at this church, and more importantly, you are loved and accepted by Jesus just as you are. Because God loves you how you are, and he wants to make you better. So no matter what you've done, no matter uh, uh, how you feel about yourself, know that God is crazy about you and that Jesus wants to be in your life. And through a relationship with Christ, through accepting God's grace shown through his life, death, and glorious resurrection, you can find peace and hope in this life and hope for life eternal. Your sins can be forgiven. New life can be yours. Who am I? Who am I? That's the question that we as Christians need to ponder in our hearts because it is why our faith is so wonderful.
We are his. Never forget who, whose you are. As you live in this world in which oftentimes people, people may highlight your flaws. We live in a world where people may only see you as useful if you help them to their ends. Know that God loves you for who you are and that you are important just because you are. Go in peace. Amen.